This podcast is brought to you by Viking Capital, your best friend in swimming pool financing for over 20 years. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate this opportunity to speak with you. Um, my name is Ryan Hughes. This company is Ryan Hughes Design. Uh, we design and build luxury outdoor living spaces. And some people know what that means, but a lot of people, when we say that, they have no idea what does that mean. Um, sometimes we ramble off the services that we provide, full contractor, landscape contractor, we do outdoor furniture. But that really doesn't tell the whole story of what we do, right? It, it, it just does services. Uh, so what I normally tell people, you know, in a situation like this where I really want to get the point across well what we do, I start with our mission. And we've had this mission for 20 years since I've been doing this, and it's evolved into our mission statement. And that is we create better lifestyles through innovative outdoor living. And that's the mission. Now, to do that, that means our, our focus is it's about building the experience and it's not about the pool it's not about a bunch of features it's about the overall experience and to create that experience functionality is the main ingredient and furthermore the functionality has to reflect the lifestyle of the homeowner right because if you're going to make somebody's life better with the space you're going to create for them it has to be functional and relate to them so that's you know that's how we start um, and, and that's that's what we do in a nutshell. Um, yeah. So what brought you to this place in your career? I mean, it, it's got to be like some story about how you first got started to where you are now. I mean, I'd love to hear, you know, some of the challenges that you had in your progression. The trajectory is just remarkable, you know, to where you are now. So maybe you could just like, you know, give us some insight. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a second generation in the business. My father had a very well-established landscape company that was ahead of its time with licensed landscape architects on staff. And very, they, they charged for design. They were very design-driven. So that, that's where I started. That was in '99 that I took over from my father. But I realized something very quickly that there was a big hole in the market. The status quo in Florida for outdoor living just baffled me. People would build a $2 million home and then they would put a $40,000 kidney bean pool, a thousand square foot acrylic pool deck, and then they'd put this screen enclosure, which we do in Florida. And then it's this dark, dirty, dingy environment. Um, And that was the status quo. And I'm looking going, wow. That's, there's there's nothing about that that says it's an experience or destination. It's some of your kids can go out and, and swim. So this this is talking 1999. I'm 23 years old. I realized right off the bat that there was huge demand to create the whole outdoor living package, and so I started right then and there. Just started on the mission and started, uh, you know, adding those services we talked about. I became a pool contractor. Um, brought on you know, great landscape designers and it's just been this evolutionary process um, to get to the right clientele because obviously to max out our talents and our creative abilities you need high net worth individuals so there's a journey that you have to take that's an evolving journey that you know you do this one and then you get a larger one and then you get a larger one you start to get PR and it you feed the awards. Yeah. It starts to feed itself. So yeah. it's it doesn't happen overnight. A lot of people thought it did happen overnight, but it, it took. It's been essentially 20 years uh, that we've been working on. But the vision has never changed. It's the same vision from when I was 23 years old. 
we just finally got to the point where we're, we're executing it in the way that I When did that kind of happen for you? When you hit your stride and you say, man, we're cooking with gas now, and now we've got it, you know? So I break my career into two halves. Right. Before 2008 and after 2008. Yeah. Right? Because there's the world really got upended in 2008, so did our business. Right. And so the, the first half, you know, our average job cost was... 250, 350,000, 500,000 was a big deal. But I still, I wasn't getting the million dollar projects like I wanted to. Um, and, and I didn't know why at the time, but then going through 2008, we got set back pretty hard. I got a chance to reflect and look back and, and examine why, why wasn't I connecting with the super, like the top 1% in order to sell million dollar projects. And you know, I realized some of the reasons, one, I wasn't focused on the client experience. I was focused on design and construction, and I realized I wasn't focusing on the client experience. I didn't even know what it meant. Um, and I needed to educate myself on how the top 1%, how do they buy, and how do I sell to them so that my designs can get to get larger. And so I realized that. This was all during that 2008, 2009, and then I also realized something that's probably more important, which was the margin we had to yeah, you got to build them profitably, yeah. Right, so the margins that I had prior to 2008, I learned either from my father's business or I learned from other people in the industry and said, oh, that's what your margin is? Okay, that sounds good. But if you're trying to do something exceptional, you can't mimic other people. In order to get the million-dollar jobs in the first place, you have to create a world-class client experience. Right. And how do you do that? You over-deliver. If you don't have the right margins, you can't over-deliver. Right. So you have to, but that's, that's the number one lesson that I could tell somebody if they want to get into the, the multi-million dollar market. You gotta have the right margins and then use those margins. You know, it's not like we're just charging as much as we can and we're greedy. No, we're using and we're reinvesting some of those margins in over-delivering Yeah, the you're client. blowing away their expectations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's never been a client that at the end of a project said, you guys were expensive. Never, in fact, they're usually surprised that they got more than they thought they were going to get. Right, right. But that was only because we had the margin and the job to do that. Yeah. And so that was the that was the gasoline. That was 2010, 11 is when we were rebranding. I repositioned the company, the family business, which was the Hughes Group. Right. I repositioned as Ryan Hughes Design to create a more personal brand. Yeah. And that helped connect with that, that demographic I was going after. But learning the client experience, charging the right margins and how to over deliver that was the gasoline and then since then the trajectory has been exponential I mean it's been an explosive last few years in terms of like what people uh, want in a pool I mean the backyards are getting more elaborate people are spending more money in their backyard they're trying to create these immersive um, resort style backyards right so I mean the last two years all right as like COVID has kind of limited those options for travel, all right, and where you're going to put those discretionary dollars, all right, homeowners are sinking that back into the backyard. I mean, are you seeing the same in terms of, like, the demand for your services? I mean, are, has it just been, like, you know, the, 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 the chains off the door now? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the economy already started to heat up, I'd say, in 2017, so we were already preparing for some pretty big growth. Um, so we were we were ready for it, and then of course COVID hit. We we got a little nervous, but we still. I remember sitting with my wife uh, during the, the the 
I'd say the you know the depths of COVID and saying do we want to expand or do we want to contract and we said let's keep going right. and we started recruiting even faster than we were and then why did we time that right because then all of a sudden things went the other direction with COVID and the demand has gone gone through the roof and now that's obviously created other challenges with supply chain finding team members uh, but we're working through all that as well but yeah the demand COVID has, has certainly helped the pool industry Florida is benefiting from it, I'd say, more than even other states because, you know, we don't have as many rules and people are moving down here, um, you know, left and right. And so, yeah, we, we, we see this lasting even another two, three years at the same level. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. like uh, even the amount of people, like if the economy turned around tomorrow, if this did one thing and the other did the other thing, there's still so many people that wanted a pool over the last few years that weren't able to get a builder or weren't able to find uh, availability on the dig schedule that there's such a backlog of pent-up demand that I mean it's going to carry for probably yeah. in the next few we've years. got a two-year backlog for, right to, to get through what we've already sold and then the leads are still coming in and we're up to a six-month wait time right now so That's when someone incredible. signs a design contract with us they're waiting six months before we even start to design let me ask you a hard question okay I mean there's a lot of guys right now that they're selling well out. They're selling a year out in advance. I mean, that's kind of like, to me, you know, it's it's kind of like walking uh, a tightrope without a net. All right, you don't know what prices are going to be. You don't know uh, if manufacturers or distributors are going to be able to to have the products that you want in stock. There's problems with uh, shipping containers. There's problems with logistics. There's problems with just being able to push out material from the factories because. You know, we're still in the COVID vacuum where you know there's not enough people to, to work in the factories to produce materials. I mean, from where you're standing, right? I mean, do you think that you can feasibly sell a pool a year out and be able to have expectation that those prices are going to be the same by the time you actually get to dig that pool? We do, um, but I'll, I'll put, before I, I tell you why, I will say though in the early parts of 2021 we were victim to price increases and we do fix cost contracts with our clients uh, so we had to honor them but because i keep the margins high i was able to honor them so i didn't go back to a single client and say we're over budget we need more money because that would have smart that would have broken everything back down so there was six months and probably eight or nine projects that we we did for practice because the margins, they crushed us. But it's, it looks like costs are stabilizing now. Uh, I don't see as many cost increases. Uh, but we're, we're doing some creative things now. With every challenge, there's always an opportunity. And one of the things my father taught me, because he went through the inflation in the 70s, and he said, you know, if inflation ever hits you, buy inventory. So what we're doing, we just bought a very large warehouse, and we're buying I was just talking to Jandy. We're buying as many pumps as we can put in the warehouse. We're putting as many heaters as we can in the warehouse. No, it's still happening this summer, yeah. It's still, yeah. So yeah. we're, and so, you know, if, if things keep going up in price, we'll actually make money off of it because we're buying it at today's prices. So if inflation keeps going, you know, we're somewhat hedging that with, yeah. with our practice. Well, it's not like you're not going to use the equipment anyway. Oh, no. Yeah. No, yeah. We, we can project these next yeah. two years what we're going to build. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, fixed cost in this environment is risky. 
Uh, but I think we've mitigated it as much as possible, and we, we feel pretty good about it in the next couple years. One of the things I wanted to chat with you about, I mean, aside from like what the industry is doing and things like that, is you have your fingers on the pulse of what the most discerning homeowners in America want in their backyard. So, I, I mean, I really felt it was a good opportunity to have you on to talk about what luxury homeowners want. What's hot right now? What trends right now? So that's a, it's a tricky question for us because we do things a little bit differently. We don't go out to a client and interview them and ask them, what do you want? That's, that's not what we do. We go out there and we interview them to find out who they are. You know, what, what kind of things do they like? Where do they go to dinner? Where, where do they travel? What kind of cars? What kind of wine? We find out about them. And one of the big things is, how do they entertain? What does a party look like? Like, I'll ask somebody to describe party you're going to throw. Describe it in detail to me. And so we're asking them who they are, and then we tell them what they want. So no one comes and says, yes, I'd like vanishing edge pool with a side of fire bowls. It's they just windows. don't know. Yeah. They don't know. Right. And... Maybe what they're asking for doesn't even fit their lifestyle. So we're very in touch with the trends, but it's our job to tell them what is applicable for their projects. It's so like going in for a finely tailored custom suit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, but there, I mean, I can say, you know, on our end, acrylic windows, we're having a lot of fun with that. Uh, all glass tile mosaics. Uh, you know, we're able to, I'd say, 60% of our pools now are all glass tile interiors. That's been pretty fun. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's us trying to figure out which elements contribute to that lifestyle component, right? Yeah. And so if someone's looking for the over-the-top party environment, there's going to be more fire, there's going to be more of the color-changing LED lights, the acrylic windows come into play, um, but it, it all depends on, on the client. Well, you're known for these resort-style pools. I mean, I saw the photos that Jimmy Smith took of this uh, this 10,000-square-foot backyard that you did and the segment that you had on HDV, HGTV's Best Pools Ever. I mean, what I love about that backyard, other than the spectacular pool and the tile work, is the way you master these different elevations and creating a cohesive backyard space when you have you know, all of these challenging elevation changes is very, very difficult. I mean, it takes some artistry to do that. Um, what would you say uh, is the most challenging aspect of that pool that you built? I mean, to me, it looks like I look at that cantilevered spa, it's like 50,000 pounds, it's sitting up there, it's suspended. I mean, that to me looks like the most difficult aspect of that job. But I mean, maybe you can walk me it's through. definitely the most stressful part yeah. of the job. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, really, the the challenge was the location. Uh, there's the outermost point of the pool is 15 feet away from the water's edge of the Gulf of Mexico. Right. And there's no seawall or anything. It's just natural ground. And when we did our soil reports, uh, they essentially came back that there was nothing to build on there. Wow. So, um, you know, we worked with Dave Peterson and Brian Hembauer, great engineers, and came up with a piling system that we had to put in before we could even build the pool. Piling and a grade beam Yeah, system. you want to build on sand, I guess that's what you got to do, right? That's right, and so we, but we had to excavate 15 feet down below the surface to get to the bedrock to right. put the pilings and the grade beams in, and we had to dewater that because as the tide would come up and down the Gulf of Mexico, it would fill in our excavation, so we had lots of dewatering issues. Um, it, we did it in the middle of the summer, just time just, couldn't have been any worse month. It was hot. It yeah. was rainy. 
Uh, so building the foundation to that pool, that was a four-month process, and that was that was the biggest challenge. Once we got through that, and we had our foundation, um, it started to go pretty smoothly. Uh, we had again, a great team, great design team, great construction team. We gave it a lot of special attention. Uh, it was a little stressful, but everything went according to plan. And ironically, I would say when we started that up, that was probably the least amount of adjustments we've ever had to make on a pool because we were so obsessed about this thing coming out right. We, we had a lot of eyes on us. Everybody, you know, HGTV was already ready. Uh, all the engineers were watching it, and we, we knew we couldn't mess up here, so we, we put a lot of resource to it. Yeah. The only the only drawback to it was it, it did consume a lot of our resources. So if you if you took and looked at my last 10-year financial statements, you'd look at 2016 and go, what the hell happened? Right. Well, we built that job, and it right. just slowed the rest of the business down because yeah. I put everybody there to make sure I can imagine, yeah, yeah. But is that your process, Ryan? I mean, honestly, is like to surround yourself with the best of the best so that you can be the best. Right? Absolutely, it's the only way to do it. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. I mean, it, yeah, you, you have to have you have to have the right team, uh, and sometimes that team are your employees, and sometimes that team is consultants and engineers, and I mean, those are still very uh, integral part of the team as well. Well, the one thing I loved about that whole segment is the, the soundbite that the the homeowner gave you. They said. You know, we travel all over the world, and we can't wait to get home and use our own backyard. Right. You know, I mean, but to hear that from, like, an elite homeowner that is, you know, well-heeled and very experienced and has the means to go and do whatever they want, and they still can't wait to get back in their own home, in their own home and use their own backyard, I mean, that's got to be really fulfilling for you as a designer to feel like, you know, you hit that home run for them, you know? It is, and it... And it it's a testament to our mission, right? Our mission statement. We want to make better lifestyles through outdoor living, and that's what we did for these guys because we designed it around them. That that guy had one request, and that he the, the living space on that house is on the second floor because it's on the coast, so your living space has to be on the second floor. He wanted the spa on the second floor, and then he just wanted to be able to jump off the spa into the pool on the ground level. That was his one request. So. Yeah, he gave us a request, but then how did we figure out all the rest of it? We figured out who he was. He's a former Green Beret um, and very active, very adventurous. He's got planes and helicopters and yachts. and So we knew we needed to build something extremely adventurous. That's where all these different levels... I mean, the, the pool almost functions like a journey. You go from one pool to the next pool, and then you kind of go all the way down to the end, and you've got this really cool pavilion where right. you know, the fire pit and everything built into it. And so, yeah, I think that we fulfilled our mission. We, we created a better lifestyle for him based on uh, listening to him and his lifestyle and weaving that into that, that project. Well, that's what your designs do, is they bring the wow factor while hitting all the notes for the homeowner that are personal to them. I mean, the fire features that you chose to incorporate into the backyard are particularly uh, sophisticated and, and contemporary. I mean, what other features do you think really create that resort-style atmosphere that homeowners want in their backyard these days? I mean, it's uh, atmosphere is a good word because uh, that's that's part of what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a feel to make something an experience. You're creating a feel, and a lot of people talk about architecture and art, but what's the result? It's about a feel. You know, when you go to a really cool restaurant, 
you don't go, wow, this architecture in here. No, you go, wow, this atmosphere is amazing. You know, same thing with the boutique hotel. If you're going to go spend thousands of dollars on a hotel room at a boutique hotel, you're normally not talking about the architecture. You're talking about the feel and the vibe. So those elements, that's what we're trying to do, create that vibe, that feel. And so fire, you know, fire, water, obviously, uh, that's in most of our projects, one way, shape, or form. That one was a little bit more over the top yeah. uh, because the homeowner was more over the top. I right. mean, if you met the guy... Well, you, that's you catering to his his uh, personality. Exactly, right. and his type of parties. Right. I mean, I they filmed a country music video there since that's been finished. Awesome. Uh, they've had multiple weddings there. and So we knew that, and there that's where all the lighting, you know, it's got that... Uh, LED lighting system where we worked with Powell Lighting for the first time because they were one of the only lighting manufacturers that could give us a four-wire uh, RGBW light that could be connected to DMX because he wanted a DMX controller. He did not just want you know, your Jandy 10 colors. He wanted to be able to have any color show he wanted, and so we did that DMX. And you can literally, when, when the country music uh, video is being filmed, they had the music playing into the pool lights, and the pool lights were moving to the music. And again, so yeah, the, the features, they're all based around the client, their personality. Everybody always thinks, like, Ryan, you built some over-the-top projects. You, you, you just, you're way out there. And I'm like, well, no, it's more I'm attracting a client who's over the top and right. likes wow factor. Well, they know who they're looking for. And they're finding yeah. us because of that. Right. So we, Yeah, so we do have a signature for that. Right. But it's really, it's not... I, that wouldn't be my personal backyard, but I deliver it for a client that wants it, and I'm all for it because if they use it and it makes them happy, we're all for it. I mean, landscape architecture and the flow of that outdoor environment are crucial when you're planning a, a luxury pool and backyard space. Um, how do you approach the process of adding elements that you know are going to bring excitement to the backyard while still achieving like a really harmonious flow from one area to the other and planning like multi-purpose space usage in the backyard i mean like you can't just have like this this overall the top uh, uh swimming pool all right and then that's it i mean you have to have the rest of the components to make it a complete backyard you know so you know going back to like i said our mission uh creating a better lifestyle and functionality being the key ingredient, we start with functionality. And we don't even really start with the swimming pool design. We start with the overall space planning. And we create the destinations. So we say, you know, okay, we're going to have a lounge destination here. We're going to have a social fire pit here. We're going to have an outdoor kitchen and a dining scenario over here. We're mapping that out before we even start to conceptualize what the pool's going to look like. Where a lot of people do it differently. A lot of people yeah, do the pool, that, yeah. and then they figure out what goes around it. Well, that that limits you. So in a situation like this, yeah, landscape architecture, that's where that comes in handy because we're focusing on that first, and then we are working a pool design within it. Um, so that's step one would be the space planning. Um, and then the second part is that feel and that vibe we're talking about and that's where the colors the textures the features that's where all that comes into play um, and then architecture architecture is important but architecture is like like the third or fourth thing that we consider and that's i know that's different because a lot of architects they want to hit the architecture first we want to hit the functionality first functionality vibe feel and then the architecture i mean architecture is important proportion, balance, all that. It's super important. Balancing that form and function. Yeah. Yes, all that's important, right. but it's worthless without functionality. And so that's how we see it. Yeah, I mean, 
bridging that gap between form and function is something that a lot of pool designers struggle with. I mean, your backyards in particular show like a mastery at this. What advice would you give for other designers that are looking to elevate their design plans and want to design at the Ryan Hughes level, you know? Yeah, I would. I mean, for one, you've got to experience it. You, you've got to live it. So one of the things my wife and I love to do, we travel to as many boutique hotels as we can because right. boutique hotels tend to do this well. And so we'll sit in the lobby and we'll absorb the different textures, the sounds, the way things feel, and do the same thing with their pool environments. And so, so traveling, exposing yourself, you, you've got you to be a master at translating that customer's lifestyle into that design. And if you're not exposed to all those options, you're not going to really have the ability to do that. So I would say that 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 could be one. The second thing could be um, approach it from a space planning perspective. Everybody's trained, or I should say they're trained, but they're predisposed. Let's start with the pool, and then let's do the deck, and then the well, you know that that's to me that's backwards. Start with the space planning. Uh, figure out what the destinations are going to be. Uh, what size kitchen do they need? Uh, what size pavilion do they need? You know, figure all those things out first um, and, and approach it differently, I would say, would be the number one thing I could. And that's great advice. For you. I mean, are you working on any exciting projects right now that you want to talk to us about? Anything that, uh, that you got coming up in 2022 that you'd like to tell our readers about? Yeah, we got a bunch. We have... Um, you know, we've recently expanded over to the Orlando market, yeah. and we are um, got a couple of big lazy rivers over there. Um, our average lazy rivers are around 200 feet. This one that we're doing is 300 foot long, and we've just done some really interesting water features. We have a cantilever pavilion that goes over the river, and as you you go through the river, there's a water column that. Um, Crystal Fountain manufactured for us. It's going to put 500 gallons a minute of wow. water down on you as you tube through it. It's awesome. really amazing lighting. Yeah. Um, all the features. This is another client that I would categorize as an over-the-top client. And so it's got the acrylic, it's got fire, it's got water. Uh, has, has everything we have just on steroids. It's huge. There's some awesome. pools on the property. This is residential. Um, so yeah, so there's uh, that was going to be really cool. There's an indoor pool that we're doing. Uh, it's a 100-foot lap pool inside of the house, and adjacent to it is a koi pond that runs the entire length, nice. separated only by acrylic. So you're wow. literally going to be swimming laps in the pool with the fish well, swimming fish. with you. Yeah, that's uh, so awesome. Some, some cool stuff there. Yeah, just, yeah, just a lot of next level uh, on the size and the scale. Our, our average job cost, as I was telling you before 08, was in that 250, 350 range. Our average job cost now is about 1.5 million. All these projects I'm describing in Orlando are three, four, five million dollar residential projects. So the the size and the scale have really gotten fun. What's your availability to take on projects for next year? I mean, what's your average lead time right now? Uh, well, first thing you do is you hire us as your designer, right? And we have you fill out a design retainer. You, you pay for that upfront, and that basically gets you on our waiting list. We call it our waiting room. Uh, that's a six-month lead time from the time you sign up till we can actually start doing the design. Once we start the design, that's usually anywhere from 30 to 60 days to complete the design, get through contracting, and get you signed up for construction. Then we go into finish determining we're ready to build. So it's essentially it's a six-month lead time. 
but construction keeps up with our design backlog, and uh, and we're always we're always growing and scaling. We're trying to to, to upsize the team to keep up with the demand. Well, you heard it here. You got a six month wait if you want to work with Ryan Hughes, but he's worth the wait. So uh, Ryan, thank you so much yeah, for stopping by. We are looking forward to seeing what's coming out of your design studio. That's all the time we have today. A big thank you to our sponsors, Viking Capital. They're partnering with pool builders to get homeowners the financing they need in real time and helping them close more pool sales. Make sure to subscribe and join us next time on another episode of Pool Magazine Podcast.